PM board bombs. Now, here's doctors Iltafat Hussein and Blake Briggs. Welcome back to another EM Board Bombs podcast, where board studying is slightly more enjoyable. I am Iltafat Hussein. I'm joined by Dr. Blake Briggs. For each 10-minute episode that we're going to be doing, you gain a high-yield board knowledge bomb. We like to say, come for the STEMs. Stay for the content. Please subscribe for free updates and episodes, as well as printed handouts on topics. And you can go to our website for that at emboardbombs.com. That's emboardbombs.com. Hey, Dr. Briggs, you ready for the next topic? I am. I'm sitting right now in my timeshare in the islets of Longerhans, and I'm enjoying the weather. The hell you are. <laughs> you just did a shift the other day, man. I saw you. All right, <laughs> oh, yeah. try to play that in your mind. In your mind, you transported in my mind in the eyelets. All right, so let's go ahead and get started with this. Then, a 37-year-old male presents with EMS after being found down at disco dance. The patient's friend states he was quote infected with Saturday night fever end quote <laughs> after being inspired by VH1 true story on John Travolta. EMS arrived and found the patient on the dance floor, but unfortunately, the patient was not consciously dancing. Ooh. He was convulsing and not responsive. That's not good. And no good. Lorazepam is given with no effect. He was emergently taken to the local emergency department for evaluation. Which of the following is true? A, nearly a quarter of those with status epilepticus have complications of refractory status. B, mortality associated with status epilepticus is nearly 50%. C, the most common suspected cause of status epilepticus in adults is medication noncompliance. D, midazolam is preferred over lorazepam due to its more rapid onset of action. Correct answer is A. If I have to say status epilepticus like over and over again, it's just not going to go off. <laughs> it's like a Harry Potter spell. Right? It, it really yeah. is. It really is. Like expelliarmus. Status Expelli- epilepticus. That, that, right? The second part of epilepticus, you have to like kind of change your, you your vowels there. It's tough. You do. So the correct oh, sorry, answer is A. Nearly a quarter of those with status epilepticus have complications of refractory status. You didn't want to say epilepticus, did you? I know. I know. <laughs> just status. We're going to call it SE for status, Right? Yes. Seriously. So what's the definition, Dr. Briggs, of status? Status epilepticus. There we go. I said it pretty well. So the new definition is that it's greater than five minutes of seizures or just greater than one seizure and you have no break in between them. So if you have more than one seizure and you have no break or just five minutes of seizures, you're in status. It used to be when I was in medical school, this was a recent thing. And I'm sure this, you were taught in medical school too. It was like 30 minutes or something weird. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, it was you know, not yet. a long time, right? It was 30 minutes of seizures. That's a long time. So now it's like, okay, five minutes is pretty bad of frying your brain. So <laughs> mortality rates, it is high. It's, it's not 50% though. And that, you know, choice B, the mortality rate is about 20% for adults with first episodes. Super <laughs> uber simplified approach to status, epilepticus. <clears throat> The approach is basically, before we go into the details, ABCs first, supportive management with benzos, and then if that doesn't work, 
an AED administration. That's the anti-seizure drug, anti-epileptic drug, AED. Not the. Uh, I know. Not to be confused with the. <laughs> not Remember, to be confused with, you're yeah, on the I feel like people are going to be fast forwarding, you know, through the stem. This is why you do not fast forward our pots. Yeah, so they're going to be like step three of treating a seizure patient. They grab the AED from like the back room, apply pads. It's not going to go well. Synchronized synchronized cardio version for for status update. I know. I know. You'll be jerking a different way. Oh, my Lord. All right, we need to. So I should probably change that. Let's do anti-convulsive, anti-convulsive drug. Let's change that in the script. Which you really, if you haven't noticed yet, we don't really have a script. We just kind of so let's go that again. Super uber simplified approach to status, which does not include electricity. ABCs with supportive management, so intubation if needed. Benzo administration, and if that doesn't work, you move on to anti-convulsive administration, and then lastly, you're gonna intubate with sedation that's like your last resort the main thing is you know when you're assessing this patient here that comes in this is now the long-term kind of drawn out thing abc's protecting the airway the breathing pulse if any doubt you secure the airway right there and then you do that focused neurological exam this should be very quick this should be just initial management you never hold the patient down obviously don't hold the tongue um, common myths you increase musculoskeletal damage when you hold people down the first thing you should do, what's the first diagnostic test you should do, Dr. Hussain? What do you think? What, oh, what is the please, first thing you always check? Please, you, you have to check the glucose, right? Yeah, you have a finger stick glucose. And you can't oftentimes trust EMS's uh, finger stick because sometimes those machines aren't calibrated right um, or as yeah. often as they right. are in your emergency department. So right. get a glucose. If clinical presentation deems appropriate, like the patient is homeless or a known alcoholic or there's other things in mind, they're a known you know, insulin user for their diabetes, you're going to, after checking the glucose, so giving thiamine, giving dextrose, giving magnesium, um, especially if there's risk for preeclampsia right there, and then starting IV fluids potentially. Um, then you're going to draw broad laboratory studies, which is kind of out of the scope of this. Remember, this is a board-focused podcast. We're not going to tell you all the labs you should order. That's kind of up to your education. And then you're going to administer the rescue meds. And again, all this should be happening at once, of course, measuring glucose. Someone is getting IV access if there's none. Someone is giving rescue medications. Uh, the benzos are shown to be the best in terms of immediate. They're the fastest onset. So what's the one we prefer? Lorazepam. Good old, good old Ativan, Lorazepam. Mm-hmm. So Dr. Hussein, a medical student working with me one shift, and um, he brought up the fact that, hey, why don't we use, you know, Versed? It's a faster onset. Right. You know, faster onset, but if you look at Ativan, you're going to get it within a few minutes. And then when it comes to the overall duration, that's going to be key uh, yeah. for you as well, right? So duration of hours uh, is going to be a lot better. Right. Um, and versus it lasts like less than an hour. So Yeah, exactly. So And yeah. you can, you know, redose as well. That's the other thing. I think that's what I said. I think I also said he can grab the AED if he needs to. Oh, geez. Oh, no. no <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't say that. So he <laughs> redosed the benzo if it doesn't work out of an in about one minute. If there's no response, that's a very fast turnaround. A lot of us like to wait for several minutes to see what happens, but no. you should not be waiting. Redose this be one minute. Redose quickly. And if you still have no response after that second benzo, that's when you start administering an anticonvulsive medication. Uh, and those will be, you know, again, out of the scope of this question, that's up to your institution. It's up to what's available. And again, boards aren't really, I think, going to test that. What's the most effective? I don't think really there's been studies that show that there is one. Uh, but phosphonitone is popular. Kepra, which is levitator acetam. That's another fun one. Do you see how I just like slaughtered that word? I did really good on that. And you think that was it. you say it quickly, you just have to say it very quickly. Just say it really fast. <laughs> and then phenytoin and then valproate to the other two. So 
If that doesn't work, then you're going to redose a different anticonvulsive. And if this fails, we are now in the realm of refractory status epilepticus, also called RSE, which oh, I just made up. I don't think anybody calls it RSE. I don't right? think they call it either. Now you're going to confuse people with RSI. Oh, what are you doing, <laughs> Dr. Bray? This is a horrible podcast. We're doing ADs and RSI. Yeah, RSE. Why? Refractory status so epilepticus. What is that defined as? What That's a crazy. So it's actually a pretty simple definition. Defined it's defined as seizure activity failing to ablate after two benzos and one AED. So you've gotten through your benzo, and as you're in the middle of doing AEDs, sorry, anticonvulsive. <laughs> I was waiting. I was waiting. <laughs> anticonvulsive. Oh, God. 20% of patients have refractory status epilepticus and need further management. That's the answer to this question up there. The choice A said nearly a quarter of those with status have complications of refractory. That's true. About 20 to 25% of patients will have refractory status. And it's funny because I feel like most doctors, including myself, listening to this are like, I didn't know that. It's like it's happening all around us and we're not really paying attention. So refractory is pretty scary stuff. So at this point, there's like poor clinical data. We're like in the Bermuda Triangle when it comes to treating this stuff. And what we do now is based off limited clinical data, meaning on board tests, they're not going to ask you this question too much about what you do further from here. It's just going to be no way to identify it because these people have a much higher mortality rate. And then at this point forward, we're either going to give another anticonvulsant or you're pretty much at the stage you're going to intubate someone and completely snow them, like heavily sedate them with verset, continuous verset infusion, propofol, or pentobarbital. And I don't think, I mean, unless you disagree, Dr. Hussein, I'd I love to hear your thoughts. I don't think the boards are ever going to get to the situation of, hey, what do you want to do next? They're in a refractory status. That's really kind of beyond the realm of board testing. It's just the you want to recognize it and know your steps before yeah, this stage. Yeah, it's going to be institutionally dependent. And yet not even that. Oftentimes, it's based on the neurologist that you're talking to at mm-hmm. the time. Yeah. Um, and at this point, of course, in real life, if you do intubate them and heavily sedate them, they'll be put on an EEG monitor, and then they'll be taken up to the neuro ICU for continuous monitoring, like a minimum of 24 hours. I know you all were curious what happened to these people, so I just thought I would finish up. <laughs> but real quick, summarize, before we get into some of the board bombs that we're going to be dropping, Ooh. bonus board bombs that we're going to be dropping. Bonus board bombs. Here. I know. I'm, I'm looking forward to those. I'm pumped. But summarize for this question some of the key yeah. definitions here, right? So a definition of status again that you need to know. Definition of status that you need to know. Status epilepticus, the Harry Potter spell, is greater than five minutes of seizures or greater than one seizure with no break between them. The mortality rate of status is about 20% for adults with first-time episodes. And then the super uber simplified approach. If you don't remember anything else from this podcast, know that when a patient comes in in status with that definition, ABCs with supportive management, benzos times two, anticonvulsives times two. And then finally, at that point, if nothing's helped, they're in refractory status. And pretty much you do another anticonvulsive and intubate with continuous sedation. Nail that down again. Refractory status. The definition of refractory status is going to be seizure activity failing to ablate with two benzos and one anticonvulsive. Okay. And at that point, it's kind of your own call. Right. Good deal. So, and obviously when you're managing the above all these patients, just a connection to the real world, because you know, our work is intimately tied to obviously our board test. Um, you got to be thinking about all the causes. Why are they coming in? And one of the um, answer choices here said the most common cause of status in adults is medication noncompliance. And actually, this isn't true. The most common cause in adults, thinking about the think about adults that are getting status. Anybody, at least you learned in medical school, anybody above the age of 50 
that is not going to be a primary epilepsy cause. If they're getting a seizure for the first time above age 50, we were all taught to worry about secondary causes, and that's totally true. So really the most common cause in adults of status is going to be concern for brain lesions. And yeah. brain lesions is a, is a very you know large category, but it can include, of course, strokes, bleeds, tumors, um, any type of trauma whatsoever, or just really just like massive abscesses or encephalitis. So a broad but wait, category. But, but wait, there's a mnemonic. There is a mnemonic that I came up with. Do you like this mnemonic? I like so this mnemonic. Did All it right. make you smile? Let's play the music. Cue the music. Bonus All right, here we go. Four bomb. Now it's time for a bonus bomb. All right. Here's how you remember this. I remember this this mnemonic here. When people have seizures, you protect them by giving them what? What do you think? Not uh, electricity, by the way. Mitt- mittens. Just make sure you, you put know? the order. You know make that? sure you put the order into Epic if you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but mittens are they? Are they knitted mittens? Or are they like cotton mittens? I don't know. They might the Velcro ones. You have to specify. You have to be very specific. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah and they have like little kitten pictures on them. Kitten mittens. Oh man. Okay. All right. Let's go back to that. We got to finish this up. So to protect those with seizures, we give them mittens. So the word mitten. It's going to be our mnemonic for remembering the top causes or categories of why people get seizures or adults, really. I guess it could apply to kids, too, of course. M for mitten is going to be metabolic causes. Um, so obviously a broad range of either vitamin deficiencies, um, acid-based disorder, electrolyte issues like hypo and hypernatremia, calcium levels, that sort of thing, glucose. The I is going to be infection. So this, of course, includes what we mentioned earlier, abscesses, meningitis, encephalitis. The T is going to be trauma. That's the first T. Trauma, of course, including hematomas of various types, subarachnoids, you know, subdurals, epidurals. All right, our second T is going to be tox. So Dr. Hussein, not to put you on the spot here, but I'm sure you know off the top of your head, any tox conditions, drugs, or medications we'd be worried about? Yeah, I mean, some of the ones off the top of my head, when I scratch <laughs> my head and I wonder. Really hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, so TCA is obviously right. So there's yeah, yeah. going to be a wide QRS, right, um, yeah. that you're going to see there. So you should be thinking about that, obviously giving a ton of sodium bicarb for that. Um, isoniazide, um, possibly mm-hmm. you're seeing that in children who overdose on their relatives' prescriptions. Why are they taking isoniazide? You know, think about TB or someone taking it uh, because they've had a TB positive test. Uh, oftentimes those courses can be six to nine months long. So they're taking it for a chronic period of time to have a lot of tablets. Uh, think about giving B6 uh, for those, uh, B6, five gram IV. And then the other one obviously is going to be organophosphates. Uh, you're going to give atropine uh, for that. Right. And of course, illicit substances, all the stimulants like cocaine, amphetamines. Mm-hmm. So those are common. Uh, and then you'll see those in your area for sure. Because everybody abuses drugs. Not everybody, but a good majority of people. What? All right. <laughs> you blew my mind. All right. So E is for eclampsia. This one's sneaky, Dr. Usain. I'm, I'm glad we put this one in the for mnemonic. Sure. Um, for sure. This is one that I've heard horror stories. I, in fact, when I was on OB, when I was an intern. You We're know, very lucky. We're very lucky. I like our OB yeah, people. We do, we do have very good OB people at our hospital. Uh, right. My dad also does OB, too. To put, shout out to <laughs> shout out to Papa Briggs. So, um, no way, yeah, I love funny. OB. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyway. So, I heard this horror story on... on um, OB while I was there of, of some lady that presented to uh, the ED, not RED, thank God, to some ED and she, whatever, was having seizures and she went up to the ICU and it turned out OB was consulted because they finally did a pregnancy test three days later and she was pregnant. Oh, wow. 
Yeah. She was like 22 weeks and she went like developed early eclampsia. Of course it's super rare early eclampsia, like before 25 weeks, but it was still like this crazy story. Like, Oh my God, they didn't get a pregnancy test on a woman having seizures. So keep that in mind. I know, I know people are blindsided by the whole seizure activity. You just want to, you know, treat the seizures, but you have to address these underlying causes, which is why mnemonics I think are fantastic ways to organize, you know, that info. Cause when you're in these stressful situations, um, I, I love relying on mnemonics um, in order just to organize my initial thoughts of what's the, you know, the top things I need to think about in these cases. I need to get going on ruling out. Um, you know, the, there, there's a reason that the mnemonic is mittens, not only because it's a fun word to say, but the M is for metabolic. And that's, you need to think glucose right away. So that re- reminds you to order uh, a finger stick glucose right when they come in the door. And that E down the list, that eclampsia reminds you, hey, if they're a female having seizures and they're below the age of 50 something, you need to think about them being pregnant potentially. Exactly. So finishing up here, the the, the last letter of mittens is going to be N for neurological lesions. And this is kind of the catch all term, you know, tumors, um, prior strokes or current strokes, any intraparenchymal hemorrhages, that sort of thing. So that that covers that whole list and just things to think about. So what do you think about that? That was like a mnemonic with a bonus bombs and a tangent about OB story. I like it. Yeah. And let's go through that one more time. So mitten. Right. So the first thing you do, obviously, is you put the epic order in for the right type of men. And then you go through this and then you go. So mid- that metabolic. Order set? I know. I know, man. I just the don't, don't order set. We should do that at our hospital. Don't even get me started. Uh, metabolic <laughs> infection, trauma, tox, eclampsia and then neurological lesions. I like it. This is great. That's fantastic. This is a yeah. great, great subject. You know, normally I'm like. 99% satisfied with our podcast. And this is like a hundred percent satisfied. I'm glad you achieved that. I really yeah. am. You know, I, I'm, I'm a glass of, full kind of guy. You are, you know, I'm, I'm 98%, 98%. You're, you're a hard person to please. Dr. I am. I am. <laughs> That's why you own timeshares in the islets. <laughs> I own no such thing. The islets no of longer arms. <laughs> no such times. So <laughs> uh, be sure to go to our website, ianboardbombs.com. That's where we have a lot of these handouts. And that's where you, you'll get a heads up on future episodes and content. Um, and again, uh, please subscribe uh, to our iTunes podcast and drop us a review. Thanks. See you next time. Yeah.